You're listening to the Movie of the Week podcast, a podcast about movies which we review every week or until they shut us down. Welcome to another episode of the Movie of the Week podcast. I'm Jim. This is Drew. And this is Jacob. Sit back and relax as we talk about this week's movie. Aliens. 1986. Ellen Ripley is rescued by a deep salvage team after being in hypersleep for 57 years. The moon that the Nostromo visited has been colonized, but contact is lost. This time, colonial marines have impressive firepower, but will that be enough? No, it won't. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> All right, so jumping into the spoiler-free section of this review, um, if you saw Alien, you should watch Aliens. Yes. Yes. Very much so. This is not a kid's movie. And I will no. say, if you maybe did not like Alien because it was a dark horror movie, this has still got horror elements in it, but yeah. it's much more of a action sci-fi. Yeah. It is very much action sci-fi. Yes, it is much different. Very different feel. Uh, some a lot of similar theme and a very, yeah. even a similar feel to an extent, but it's like amped up. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 a slightly different animal. Yeah, for sure. You uh, can definitely tell the difference between Ridley Scott's first and this one yeah, by James Cameron. That is very yeah, they're, true. They're two different approaches to a mm-hmm. similar right subject yes. for sure. Um, like I said, not for kids. Um, it's very uh, violent. <laughs> Lots of language. Oh, um, yes. Just a bit. Just a bit. Other important things you need to know before watching this. It's a James Cameron film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So expect that. James yeah. Horner did the music. Yes. Yeah. And you'll recognize some of it. Um, probably. Maybe. If you're a Star Trek fan, you will definitely recognize that. Yes, that's it. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it is. It's, it's very different from the first one, but again, very similar uh, in certain ways. Yeah. Um, it is a continuation after the first one. So if mm-hmm. you are going to watch Aliens, you probably should watch Alien first. So if you haven't done that, go ahead and watch it and get back with us. Um, catch back up. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, it's a very dark film. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it's filled with action. Um, there's not a lot of sitting around waiting for things to happen. Mm-hmm. No. A little less of a... Th- more, more Again, more action horror than suspense horror thriller thing yeah. mm-hmm. it's a little a little different vibe um and yeah uh you should watch it either way just watch it okay so anything else before we jump into the spoiler filled section i can't think of anything i think i'm good i think we're good here it's it's worth watching i oh, think yes. that's the biggest Very thing much. to say worth watching uh it's critically acclaimed probably won a bunch of awards i don't know mm-hmm. But look that up. <laughs> anyway, so, good. so here we go, jumping into our spoiler-filled section. If you haven't seen the movie yet, or if you haven't seen the prequel, uh, just Alien, then you probably ought to go ahead and do that and then get back with us exactly. b- before we spoil it. So, And then if you haven't watched Alien, you might as well go back and listen to our episode on Alien as yeah, well. Yeah, that as well. Um, so here we go. Spoilers are contained herein. All right. Uh, thoughts right away, guys? Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> there are a lot more interesting characters yes. in this one than there was in the first one. It's a bigger cast. Yeah. It's a bigger cast. Uh, Bill Paxton. Yeah. Another character. Oh, um, Hudson. 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 Hudson is one of the funniest characters in this movie, and it's because of how much of a coward he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh man, just that, that was so good. This is what I think launched Bill Paxton uh, as a as a 
in his career. I don't mm-hmm. know him before this film. Well, he actually got to start because this was created in 1986. 86. When was the Terminator made? 82, maybe? 84? I think Keep it was talking, 84. It it's probably yeah. probably 84. Probably 84. Because uh, you'd be like with it you know, being James Cameron. Oh, wasn't he one of the punks in the beginning yeah, of the movie? Yeah, he was the punks of yeah. the Terminator. And also uh, uh, the guy who goes back in time to yeah. save Sarah Connor. Right. I just looked up RoboCop, not Terminator. That's a very <laughs> Whoops, different that's, film. That's a very different film. Um, but yeah, he he plays a part in this as well. He's, uh, Terminator was 1984. Yeah, that's right. Oh, 84. Okay. Yeah, so like I said, it's a couple years before this one. Yeah. Um, and the guy who went back, the other guy is in this film yeah. as Corporal Hicks, I yeah, think is his name. he plays Hicks. The, he basically becomes the lead guy yeah. in the film. After everybody else gets sluttered. Yeah, pretty much. Um. This is like like everybody has said at this point. This is an action film, mm-hmm. uh, this very is, much so. You know, guns blazing, blowing up aliens, and uh-huh. you know, oh, it yeah. is, as opposed to the first one with the one alien that's all as far as they know indestructible, just picking mm-hmm. off everybody, you know, and taking everybody well, out. Admittedly, the first one they did not have guns with bullets. Right, apparently. they didn't have much there. They had a cattle prod. About, yeah, yeah. They had that and they had flamethrowers and a flamethrower. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, they didn't have near as much to go with, and these have armor-piercing rounds. Yes. So you know, so, yeah. it makes a little more sense that they can get through them. Yeah. Um, I like how when they first go after, go down to find out about the aliens and stuff. Yeah. In the ship, and then they're like, "Oh, we don't get to use our guns." Yeah. Where our, our <laughs> like, what are we supposed to use? Hard language. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's. Um, I love the way they did that because it's like, okay, well, this the way we see later through the thing, they've got enough firepower to literally just just mow through most of them. Oh yeah. Um, and then they lose half of it anyway. So once they once they put it in the bag, the bag gets blown up later. Oh yeah. Uh, so you know we do have a it we end up with a much lighter, uh, lightly ar- less armed uh, force against them later mm-hmm. in the film. Mm-hmm. Um. But wow, yeah, it is. They they do a really good job in this film of keeping suspense, mm-hmm. but not as much. I mean, obviously, it's not as much again a, of a thriller as the first one. But there is a lot. Of, there's a few jump moments, and there are several moments where you're like, "Oh crap, they're still here!" Or "Oh crap, there they are!" Or mm-hmm. you know, so it's kind of like a zombie movie, you know, where you've yeah. got tons of them just popping out of nowhere or out of everywhere. Um, but yeah. Uh, it's very much a James Cameron film. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, taking like little beats here and there from Alien, mm-hmm. like the because uh, when the shuttle get back gets uh, gets to the uh, wherever they are when they land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you you hear that exact same kind of the same musical beat in the very background. I was like, oh okay, la 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 la, and it's like, oh crap, something's gonna happen. And sure enough, mm-hmm. it does. Yeah. Yeah. So this. This film kind of plays a lot of the same themes as the original. There we go. One of the big things we end up dealing with is the trader who's working for the company and not working for who's there. Right. This Looking time, it's profit. not the android. No, it's the, yeah. the it's, human who promised he was going. They were there, going there to kill them. Right. right. Burke, uh, played by Paul Reiser, yes, uh, is the advocate who works for the company and promises before they leave that uh, no, 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 we're there, we're going to kill them all. We're not going to be bringing them back. Yeah. And Liar. everyone who believes that, stand on your left ear. As my <laughs> grandfather used to say. <laughs> 
But yeah, literally, that's gonna be a big year. <laughs> be complicated. Yeah. But yeah, uh, he literally is betraying them from the beginning of most. Mm-hmm. Oh it's, yeah, it's the the fact that he locks Ridley and oh come on, what's the little girl's name? Newt. Newt. Thank you. In the in one of the rooms, we, it was like you. Yep. Slime bag locks him in the room and unleashes the face huggers. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and that's... even thought ahead to take the gun off the bed and put it outside. Yeah, and then turns off the screen to the camera. Yeah, when yeah. he sees oh, that it. was so sleazy. Like, I was like, oh, uh, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Hope, I hope you I hope you get, get a face hugger to the face. Yeah, yeah. didn't or quite happen that way, but he did get did he didn't yeah. get got. <laughs> But we don't know what happened to him because technically, I mean, he could have ended up getting face huggered. It doesn't matter. Better. He got blown up for the next for sure. Yeah, twelve hours after that, anyway, he died either way. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this has got a, a, a much larger cast of characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've got everybody from um, what's their names? Let me think. You got Private Vasquez, uh, Gorman, Lieutenant Gorman. Who comes in? Who's the the lieutenant? Who's a newbie? Pretty much is yeah, what we find out. Yeah, been on one mission before this one. Yeah, he's very much a greenhorn. Uh, we've got a, a handful of just grunts who hardly get any mention. Like we said, Hudson is a grunt played by Bill Paxton, mm-hmm. who is the comic relief, if you will. Yeah, he's the whining. You've ever com- heard the line "Game over, man, game over"? That's, that guy. That's where it yeah. comes from. Um, you get uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sergeant Apone, who's fantastic, I think, played by Al Matthews. Mm-hmm. He's the sergeant getting the troops going off and on for like the oh, first. Yeah. And he's so stereotypical. As soon as he comes out of the cryogenic freeze, he puts the cigar in his mouth. Yeah, he's 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 yes. <laughs> he's it's a like cool he was character. Holding on to it. Yep. Like I I know I'm gonna want it right away. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been waiting for this man. Come on, let's go. <laughs> and then you've got Bishop the Android, uh, yeah. played by uh, Lance Henriksen, mm-hmm. who uh, who does a really fantastic job, mm-hmm. uh, and you know is a surprise for Ripley because she's well, you know, as uh, as mentioned, Her- Burke knew that she had an issue with androids on the last one, yet apparently androids being on the ship is standard protocol now. Apparently. Uh, so that's a normal thing. Or at least that's what she's told. Whether that's mm. true or not, uh, we don't actually know. Because um, it has been 50-something years. 57. Yeah, mm-hmm. since uh, since she left or yeah. since she went into sleep. Yeah. Um, let's see. One of the great things about this movie is the character Newt. Yes. Um, who's played Standout by character. Carrie Hinn. Mm-hmm. Um as one of my one of the greatest characters, kind of is like BB-8 in uh, uh, Star Wars Episode Seven, but cuter somehow. Because <laughs> she's human. Yeah, yeah, she she's she's a real character. Yeah, yeah. real. She you know you can see that person, um, and she's just a kid. She's just a little oh, yeah. kid. And just a little. But she's scrapper. smarter than everybody else. Yeah, on, that's true. On, on the movie. Well, she's a survivor. She's yeah. the one who's been there. Hiding out and surviving while everybody else is getting eaten. Yeah. yeah. Um, sad thing is, at one point they were actually talking about bringing her back for a movie, and then it didn't happen. Mm. Uh, and that, I think that was going to be one of Scott's productions. Like, there's a there's a lot of um, there was a, a line of movies he wanted to do within the series, and then what actually happened and what. Uh, yeah. Between the James Cameron stuff and then some of the other things that happened, and now we yeah. have the Prometheus movies, and mm-hmm. there's all kinds of things that there have been wanted and to do. Don't forget the Alien versus Predator movies, technically. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think they fall into canon, but 
I'm sure. I don't both, know. I didn't watch them. I, I don't I've know why I'm making noises I've, like I've, I think I know stuff. I've seen one of them, uh, and I I think if any one falls into canon, one doesn't. But I don't think either one of them is canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could be wrong on but that. But you do have the I think it's the original script that they were going to do for Alien Three. And so now, apparently, it's on Audible. Yeah, I've, they, I've you, seen you, that. You, I have it. Yeah, um, but it, it's not canon. It's no, it's just not a, canon. It's a book, essentially, or yeah, audio a, drama. I think is the way drama. they did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the great thing about Newt is throughout the the film, she goes from the scared child to this uh, kind of a, a smart ass. Uh, mm-hmm. Toward, a little bit towards some of the the people she's 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 very much so assured she knows kind of what she's doing yeah uh, and at the same time she's scared to death because she's a kid and, oh yeah you, know, you can see it at times and she develops this mother daughter relationship with with Ripley yeah mm-hmm. um, we watched the theatrical cut not the uh, special edition director's cut yeah which also came out later just to clarify that um, so there are some things that happened in the other one that we're not going to address. But yeah, Newt the, the the character of Newt is hilarious at times, mm-hmm. and you know between between wearing a helmet at in oh some yeah that scenes, was hilarious and saluting yeah. and saluting and that you know she funny. just there are a lot of moments with her that you're like wow this is you you get a real connection to the character mm-hmm. yeah and she she brings some of the comedy in yeah. the thing oddly enough that was her first role yeah. it's believable she, yeah she never that's acted the way they yeah. yeah it was uh, very believable yeah she does a really good job. Um, and I think they were talking about bringing her back, actually, the actress, even, to yeah. do the role later. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened with that. Uh, but again, it may have just been one of those that fell apart yeah. before it got started. What's something you like about this film, just besides what we've just mentioned? The fact that there are more aliens. Yeah. The fact there's so, like, too, there's actually. a plethora of these things. Not just yeah. one anymore, but there's multiple, and there's a queen. <laughs> and th- Thank goodness they improved the suit. Yeah, aliens. Yeah, because the first one you can kind of tell it's so human shaped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, in this one they look more well inhuman. Yeah, for uh for for every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And then of course you do get the queen, which is like, oh my word, that thing is huge, mm-hmm. and apparently can separate from her egg sac, which I was not expecting. I don't. I don't know if that was something she normally does <laughs> probably <laughs> or, or not just something that she did in emergency situation uh i do like the dynamic that we get the shift and the uh new film opportunities mm-hmm. i guess for lack yeah. of a better word with the variety of them and not just the one alien yeah, yeah. um but well and also switching from a horror Mm-hmm. To a action movie, right? It opens up what you can do. Mm-hmm. It's still got horror elements, but this For is sure. much more like we've got a lot of stuff we got to get done. It's not going to all be in this one environment the whole That's time, right. even though they are in like maybe four environments total. Yeah, uh, and it's it's the classic uh, horror elements that we see with them constantly failing mm-hmm. to get to do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The car won't start. Essentially, essentially, yes. in yeah. this we get the the ship crashes, or mm-hmm. you know, there's something wrong with this, or the you know, or we did not realize they used '80s drop ceilings in the design of this medical <laughs> <No>. lab. <laughs> uh, there's 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 a there's an artificial gap between the ceiling and the roof. Oh, really? It's not listed on the blueprints. It's, well, it <laughs> yeah, wouldn't yep. be listed on the blueprints. Right. No one would think about it. Yep, yep, yep. And it, you know, so. 
but yeah, I, I think it adds a whole bunch of elements to it that we didn't get to see before, which makes it very much, as opposed to a lot of films where the sequel is pretty much just regurgitated mm-hmm. first film, Right. this one they go a completely different way and it plays well. Yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. We're talking about, again, like you said, a different style of film. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we have different directors, so that plays a huge part yes. in that as well. Something you don't like about this film, anybody? This is going to be a bit of a net pick. That's fine. But the fact that James Horner, you, the composer, used two tracks that I immediately identified where they came from. <laughs> yeah. From he uses, he uses he recycles the the Klingon theme from Star Trek Three, and uh, the countdown to the destruction of the Enterprise in Star Trek Three in two different spots in this movie. And the minute it goes, I'm getting flashbacks to that movie. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm not the first person who's noticed this. It's just it stuck out in my mind. Yeah, the the entire time I was watching it and or was going, it's like I could have he could have done something maybe different. It's not the whole song. It's just a part of obviously it. Obviously, there's a snippet of there pieces. And for most people, it works. It's just for me, it's like I know where that came from. Right, I remember. I, I can tell where he what he used before. Right. And it doesn't even. It, while you can definitely tell it's a new orchestration or a new, uh, new conducting. Or I guess mm-hmm. is the word I'm looking yeah. for. You can tell he kind of copied the notes from one piece to another. And I guess right. he has the ability to do that. The, uh, that the right to do that, he owns the, the composition. But it just seems weird. Well, I feel like they uh, they put it in amongst other parts. Like 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 it was a part of a greater piece. Yeah, you would have. A bit of that in there, and then it would go back to something else. Yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, I get what you're saying. It was it was kind of odd, and it does take you out of the film a little if you catch it. Yeah, and I've watched too much Star Trek to not catch it. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Um, the one that I uh, found myself being the I, it's it's not the the special effects. I think it's more the transfer mm-hmm. when they went from uh, and brought it up to more higher definition. Yeah, from its DVD to a Blu-ray. Because there's a like when uh, when they're passing over the planet, there's that because apparently the the blue screen apparently there was like some kind of effect problem, mm-hmm. so the ship mm-hmm. literally felt like it was like blending in with the background. And there's there's other points where where uh, Ridley and Newt are standing on that platform, and the ship comes up, and all that background plate looks like it's all separated. What it looks like most, most of your effects. What it are, looks like to me is they while they does look like they went back to the original film. Yeah, it was not may not have been especially for that scene the uh, the film negative. It may yeah. have been a film positive. Yeah, and those usually have some degradation that might you might see stuff like that from. But I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, it, it's not. Thankfully, an upscale from the DVD that would have been horrible. Yeah, but it does look like they went back to at least the film positive instead of going back to the film negatives, and that may be causing part of that. Yeah, yep. One thing I did like about this is since we this is more of an action movie, we get Ellen Ripley turn, going from I wouldn't say damsel in distress in the first one, but very <laughs> yeah. much. Not she's she's very proactive. She's very proactive, but I mean, she's not in the first movie. She's not. Um, she's not the big action star. She's not that we shooting get in people. She's yeah. not. Yeah, she's 
being smart about it, but she has nothing to fight with, and she just barely gets out of there. Yeah. Right. In this one, she gets she goes so far down the action hero thing that she even gets her own. Uh, uh, what do you call those? Um, uh, when she says uh, catchphrase, tagline, catchphrase, yeah, not I wouldn't say catchphrase, but uh, her own. Um, that's essentially a catchphrase. Big fancy, you know, big line in the movie where she's she's like, "Get away from her, you bitch!" Yes, yeah, y'all can cuss if you want. I'm not going to. Bijan (laughs) Frise. Well, you know, and that's we get to see a bit of character evolution in this one, even right. more than the first. In the first one, she was very much so. We're gonna, I'm gonna protect everybody on the ship. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was it started as simple as going. Yeah. there are protocols we have to follow. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you know she did a really good job of surviving and helping everybody she could get survive, which was literally nobody but the cat by the end of it. Yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> but. She was she was not shooting people and or shooting bad guys and yeah. doing stuff. Mm-hmm. In this film, we see her going from a consultant mm-hmm. to helping everybody to learning to shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not that we're. I mean, we don't know if she has any military training at all. We assume she's learned to fire a weapon, probably yeah. because mm-hmm. at least a little bit. So she learns this new weapon, and then by the end of it, once we see Newt get captured by mm-hmm. the aliens, yeah. She goes out and she straps together a flamethrower and her gun and some extra stuff. And she's got all kinds of grenades strapped to her, extra ammo. And she's loaded for bear, going to assault Mm -hmm. the... The, the the hatchery, the if you will, the nest yeah. of of the of the the aliens and the queen, mm-hmm. and yeah. go get her kid back, you yeah, know, for lack of a yeah. better oh, thing. Yeah. And she does a fantastic job. She goes through and she works her way through, and then she like unloads everything on the queen and the uh-huh. eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, it doesn't kill the queen. No, but it, you know, I mean, it, I'm. I'm pretty she's one c- soft mama. Yeah, yeah. Pretty certain she's annihilated most of the eggs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, while she has to escape in a certain amount of time, the queen also is smart enough to get on an elevator. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. she Apparently. can push buttons. Hey, or it might have just went straight back up when it closes. Could I don't be. know. Never know. Because again, but the, the queen one... is very obviously uh, more intelligent than any of her grunts. Were. Sure, yeah, agreed. And and again, the the elevator went up when Ripley got off of it before, so obviously That's true. it That's goes true. back up. Yeah. So, ergo, the queen hey, didn't necessarily have to hit buttons. Cray here. Well, maybe, maybe the queen went in there and hit. Up, please. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. With her tail. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, stabbed she just, it. She just and just yeah. went. Pow! Yeah. Um, if it can stab, it can press gently. That's it. Yes. But then it leads to the big fight scene that we really want to yeah. see. Yeah. Where we get uh, Ripley in a mech, essentially, which mm-hmm. is a lifter yeah. front end. I mean, essentially yeah. a forklift with. Yeah, it's a power lifter. An arm forklift. Yes. Uh, Very but, much a James Cameron design. Yeah. Yes, uh, and it's it's classic, iconic. They made action figures of this, mm-hmm. um, and you get that really cool fight scene where she's mm-hmm. fighting off the alien queen eye to eye in a mech, mm-hmm. uh, which is was pretty nice because we don't get a lot of mech fighting in movies, especially no. in the eighties. Yeah. She, yeah. Even in the nineties, they took a movie. I mean, uh, the book Starship Troopers, which was where we invented the concept of mechs and removed mechs from the whole thing. There is not a mech in the movie, mm-hmm. and yet that book is the or, the origin of mechs, okay. ironically. Interesting. But you can see a lot of, like, you can actually see a lot of uh, similar tech and stuff in this film mm-hmm. that, that is in Starship Troopers, I think. It, it, yeah, I Between the that. Marines and several other things, it kind of has some similarities, uh, but it's way more... Um, uh, what's the word? Satirical at times mm-hmm. in Starship Troopers, and they're bug hunting. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, again, used it, the well, phrase sh- used here. Shoot, they even say in this movie, we're, this is we're not going on another bug hunt, are right? We? Right. Yeah. So you know, it, that's where like, I started I drawing. I thought y'all didn't know aliens existed. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know about these aliens. That's kind of the thing. No. And, and admittedly, it's been fifty years since the they first ran into the xenomorphs, or yeah. since Ripley ran into them. So yep. it could be they've made first contact with another race by that point. Yeah. Yeah. We do know those giants were around somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere. Um, I also like how when Ripley wakes up and she's she's debriefed, you know, how yeah. no one believes her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so well, what happened? She's got the cat. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, but they can't ask the cat. Yeah, that's true. You know, and they're that's like, my oh, mill with the cat. You know, and it just shows that that's class. Star Trek and it wouldn't work. <laughs> well, you well. know, the- <laughs> You know, it's it's it does show that classic evil corporation mentality. Oh, yeah. that, mm-hmm. Okay, so you you blew up our expensive ship. Why? You know, yeah, yeah. why'd you do that? Uh, the the ship says that you know this stuff happened, but we sat down and then you got back on the ship and you blew it up. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't uh, actually show any of the footage of you fighting the alien right from the movie mm-hmm. anywhere in the footage. And I'm thinking. Are you telling me that there's not cameras all over this thing in a corporately owned piece of? Or at stuff? least some kind of scanners. I would, think there'd, at least, I would yeah. think there'd at least be a camera in the shuttle yeah. for shuttle business. Maybe. Something. Yeah. Um, not a thing. And there's no evidence of the alien from the shuttle. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, it wasn't it was in there long enough out. to do anything. <laughs> so and it didn't get cut open in there, so it's not like yeah. it bled everywhere. Yeah. Um, leading to, you know, Hallbreach. death for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh look. Acid, now we're not escaping. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is going to burn. I do like that they went and straight and picked up straight from the end of the last one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sure, it was technically 50-something years later, but they straight they picked it up from straight from Ripley's the end. From point of view, it is straight from the last one. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, because it could have been easy to switch it over, change it up a bit. I like mm-hmm. that they continued... Um, and I did like the surprise of it being fifty something years later. Yeah, that was nice. Because uh, when I when I first saw it, I was like, okay, so there she is. It's been a month, couple months, well, ten what, months, whatever. What threw me when I was watching it though is that idea that it's fifty seven months later, years. years later, is told during a dream sequence. <laughs> yeah, yes. and then it's very obvious it's a dream sequence because she wakes up. And apparently, it's still fifty-seven years later, but it, we're not told this. Yeah, I think I it's think, even a different facility, right? I think it's the you know she was told that when she was kind of waking up from the drugs. Maybe and it's were, just, it, it threw yeah. me off the way they yeah. presented it in the yeah. in the other cut. I think it look works better. I'm sure I it think, does. I think it does. I could be wrong because we do get other things in the cut. Yeah. Um, but we'll get there another time. Um. I love Paul Reiser as a bad guy. Yeah. I didn't expect that I would because I, I I grew up with Paul Reiser from Mad About You and a yep. few other shows here and there, but I did not expect him. To, and granted, he plays a very normal, uh, non bad guy for most of the film, or he pretends to be a good guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he acts like essentially Paul Reiser being a good guy. Yeah. So there's no, but I like the the way it works. He plays the straight man, essentially, yeah. and he's really the crook in the back. Um, and I think it plays well. It, it, it's surprising because it because while you're watching it, you don't suspect him being the guy going, okay, mm-hmm. you suspect maybe the android's going to do it, or maybe yeah. someone else is involved in this. Maybe the military wants the tech, yeah. or essentially to steal the alien so they can make something out of it. Right. Well, especially when the... Uh 
the android being gone for most of their first trip to the the main reactor mm-hmm. just shows up and says, "Well, I'll be in the bio lab." Yeah, like, <laughs> where have you been this whole time? And they have him like messing with the uh, the the face huggers. Yeah, like, yeah, you know. So there's that. Okay, well, he's in really into this part. Yeah, maybe he's trying to get as much data as possible to take back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, which he probably is, but you know, he's not a bad guy. Yeah, in this film, the only reason he was going to. Uh, Store them was because Paul Reiser told him to store. Yeah, them. exactly, exactly. Like, well, are we not doing this? No, we're here to kill them. <laughs> yeah, that's not what he said. <laughs> Very true. I think uh, I, I want to make a point that uh, you know uh, the character Hicks, played by uh, what is it? I wrote his name down wrong. Michael Bisha or something like that. I'm not 100 sure on it. The guy who was in Terminator. Yeah. Um, he does a really good job in this, and I'm sitting there the whole time going, I know him from somewhere. Who is that guy? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, it must be Terminator. Yeah, dum 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 um, <laughs> uh, Michael Bain. I'm sorry. Yeah, Bain. Michael Bain. Um, Not Michael Caine. Michael, Michael Bain. Bain. Spelled different. B-I-E-H-N. Michael mm-hmm. Bain. Um, I assume that's how you pronounce it. So he's not breaking people's backs? God, no. <laughs> No, not pain. Not like that. That's a wound. We just need to leave <laughs> leave that alone. <laughs> I was uh, going to make a joke, but I've changed my mind. Good deal. Good deal. Good deal. Um, anyway, but I think he does a great job. And again, I think most of the cast does a really good job in this film. Agreed. Um, like we said, having that more of a dynamic cast this time mm-hmm. as yeah. opposed to before. I really enjoyed um, Vasquez in this film. I thought she was a cool character. Between, um, you know, being the aggressive, macho, strong woman, ready to kill everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and But she wasn't an idiot, which no. we see a lot of in this. You know, well, some of the Marines are, like, stupid. Yeah, <laughs> right. And including, uh, you know, um, what's his name? Hudson, who's yeah. just a crazy man. Yeah. and But yet he's chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we get, uh, and again, with Vasquez, we get a really strong character who does a really good job throughout it. And she's like literally to the end till she dies, yeah. she's she's going to kill everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's not afraid. So that's what I really enjoy about her. I think she does a really good job of being the true soldier of the mm-hmm. bunch in many yeah. ways. I mean, Hicks does a good job, and there are several others that are good soldiers throughout until they pass away, or they, in Hicks' case, he still lives. Yeah. But uh, she's a we we assume, no. <laughs> we assume, um, but yeah, she's a she's a great soldier. Some of the others are kind of green, I guess, for lack of a better word. In this, yeah, and I mean, they're all thrown into a situation they haven't dealt with before either. So yeah. that's kind of the whole thing, you know, from the beginning when they're all making jokes about it, and Ripley's like, "This is serious, guys." Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, take this seriously, please. Yeah, because you're all gonna die, <laughs> and I don't want to die. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're gonna jump into the star reviews. Who wants to go first? I think I'm going to give this a uh, four. Okay. Four stars. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a much more f- fun movie than the first one, but without uh, sacrificing some of the darker stuff from the first one in terms of lore and world building. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is not a horror as much. Yeah. Yeah. There is horror elements in there, but they're very much toned back. And... Uh, it's it's a great action movie when you come right down to it. Yeah, it's there are some little things here and there, but 
I mean, it's a it's a great sequel. It's a great different way of handling it. It's it's just a fun movie in, in some ways. Yeah, yeah. It's without, a very- you know, like I said, without really taking away from what the previous movie did, for sure. Jacob, four grenades and a flamethrower. Four and a half. Four and a half. All right. Flamethrower is half a grenade. I guess. Okay. I don't know. One's explosion, and the other's like. I enjoyed. I'd be like I. I enjoyed this film. There was definitely when you have Ridley Scott and then you have James Cameron, there's going to be a huge total shift difference in how everything's designed and created. That it's still a great film. It's still a great film. I wouldn't knock it for anything like that. The I think it was just more the transfer with this Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And there again, nothing against creators. It was probably just how they packaged it. I have no idea. But I still enjoyed it. Yeah, that's what I got. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Okay. And I might want to pick up these films maybe at some point. <laughs> Just maybe. I'm going to give it four stars as well. Um, I think it's one of James Cameron's better films. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to knock any of them because there's a lot of good films in James Cameron's work. Um I do think that Ridley Scott's Alien is a superior film. Yeah. I think that it is more groundbreaking. I think this one, again, while it is a little different, it's still completely based on the first one. And right. it, when comparing the two, I have to go with, while this one is more of an action film, it is not as, I'm not as invested in the film. I could easily kind of turn my brain off or kind of wander away during this film. And the other one, I'm glued to my seat the whole time. Right. And I feel like there is, uh, there's not much better as far as this sort of movie goes. This one is really good. I'm not, I'm trying, I'm not trying to knock it, but as a sequel, I do have to compare it to the other one to an extent. And it's, while it's a really fine movie, um, it has some lacking spots. Um, I think it has too broad a cast at times. Some of the characters get lost. It's not easy to remember some of the characters. Yeah, there's a lot of red shirts. Like yeah. there, I mean, I've seen the movie a couple of times, and I'm sitting there going, "Okay, which guy is that who's dying right now?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't. I, I'm not. I don't have enough of an attachment to some of the characters. Like even when Vasquez dies, there's a guy with her that I couldn't tell you his name. Yeah. At this moment, you know. Um, That's the uh, noob. It's a greenhorn, isn't it? Yeah, one of them. Greenhorn. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, it's the one that it was the second draw. I mean, I think. Well, no, that's the, the, the. Was that the lieutenant? I think so. Okay. Yeah, that was the lieutenant. See, I don't even know. That's yeah. what I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah. I think you're that's probably right. Yeah. It's either him or Private Drake. Okay, and that's a guess at this point. I don't know. That's because that was the people listed yeah. total. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of going with that because they brought him up earlier, mm-hmm. and I assume anyone who had a spe- who was, had a specific call out of that group was probably one of the ones that was going to last till the end. Right. And that my point with this whole thing is it's easy to get them confused at this point. In the first film, wasn't a lot of confusion. Yeah, there yeah. was only a smaller cast. I think with the large cast, we end up, and I'm not saying everybody's, there are bound to be people who are going, how could you not know everybody yeah. from one watch? I'm just saying for me, I felt like that took away a little bit because there's so many characters and they're yeah. all falling off throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I like... The changes. I like the multiple aliens. I like yeah. the the weapons that are actually showing that there's a mortality to them. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes they forgot about acid. 
you know, because yeah. they would blow through some. And sure, sometimes you'd see people getting splashed with acid, but sometimes they would, and there was no acid anywhere. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a little bit of a knock. Now, I'm not saying every time there's got to be big, massive damage to everybody, but I think they need to show it a little more consistent. Is, okay. Yeah, because I mean. even in the, the one that were that's that stands out to me is when they're trying to escape through the air duct, mm -hmm. and Vasquez is literally shooting behind her every single alien that pops up. Yeah, that air duct should be slowly de being destroyed as oh, they're sure. coming through yeah. it. And there are a couple of scenes where there's not much, and there's yeah. some where it sprays everybody, yeah. almost who's right there. So I mean that my my point with that is I think there needs to be a little more consistency. Yeah, like with Ripley running through at the end, there wasn't a lot of acid getting splashed on her. Right. Yeah, um, she so had I, plot armor. Sure, she had plot armor, and that's not a good thing. No, it's not. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is I I think while I don't want to knock this movie a lot. Four, four and a half stars are great numbers for this, mm -hmm. and I don't think any lower than that is reasonable for me, at least. Um, but I think there are some things, and I think if I, you know, I can't overlook them all. Yeah. Uh, like you said, the music, some of it's been done. Yeah. And it does take you out, if you know that. I've seen all the Star Trek films, well, at least the first five, several, several, several times, uh, especially the first three. I'm sorry you stopped at Star Trek Five. I've seen six, but it's been so long, and I didn't have a copy of it. I'm going to watch it again. I want to watch it again. Okay. But it's been a minute. And I'm I don't just saying, of, of all the Star Trek movies to stop on, <laughs> yeah, Five is that well, not good. Five is one that'll make you stop. Admittedly, yeah. yes. But, but they had didn't the, you leave out the best one? Well, we had the really cool VHS Five movies that they made the I ship. It was six. It was only the first five. There were six movies, but the, shi the, the, the yes, ship. The ship. That's right. Yeah. Only, it only took up the first five. The six came after just, that. Uh, yeah. Because they were making six after the box set came that's out. That's so. right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right. Anyway, um, I, like I said, there's a lot of good. I enjoy Bill Paxton. I enjoy most of these actors in the film. Uh, I love Sigourney Weaver in this film, and mm -hmm. I, I love the character evolution. And I'm probably talking too much, but I want to make sure we have enough time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, she's, she's classic. Um, and I think this is what really establishes her as one of the premier female um, hero characters yeah. in cinema. Um, and it's much needed at the time. And it, it, mm -hmm. yeah. she's one of the earliest examples of a true, strong, continuing female character yeah. who, again, takes charge and does things and is not just a damsel or not just... Even in the first one, like you said, she wasn't this action star. Yeah. But she turns into one by the end of this. Um, and I'm excited to watch three. I've seen it before, but I'm excited to watch it again. So I hope whenever we, we get around to it, we'll get to it at some point. Yeah, yeah when we'll we get, get there, there. When we get there. Anyway, uh, I think that concludes our review of Aliens. Yes. Indeed. Yeah, I do want to say one big uh, huge shout out to uh, John Armitage and his family for allowing us to borrow the uh, Blu-ray we watched to watch this film. Thank you, guys. Appreciate mm -hmm. that. I hope you listen to this podcast. If so, leave us a shout out on Facebook. It's an easy one. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Say you say you heard your name on the show. That'd be great. All right. Thanks, Anyhow. guys. Um, I don't have any music for this. I don't either. We could we could play some Star Trek. You've been listening to the Movie of the Week podcast. If you'd like to follow Jim, you can find me at on Facebook and Twitter as Passive Creative, or on Instagram as Passive Creator. This is Drew, and you can follow me on my photo bin on Facebook. It's at Drew's Photo Bin. Uh, you can follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759, where I try to leave a review of every single movie we review. And then you can also follow me on Twitter at GGeorge759. You can find Jacob on Facebook at... Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw each and every day. 
You can also find me on Twitter at Jacob B. Heron. You can also listen to our sibling show that Jacob and I are on at thecellcast.podbean.com, where we review animated movies. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Please remember the opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment purposes and are those of the creators alone. At the end of the day, the only opinion that matters on whether or not you should watch a movie or whether you enjoy it is your own. As always, thank you for listening to the Movie of the Week podcast.